Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that's hungry like the pating. So we can eat like a bunch of metal. That's what you're saying. And bombs as well. Yeah. And I'm hungry. What are you doing? It's the noobs and the Whovian. My name's Austin, and I'm the Whovian, and I'm sorry about your ear holes. And these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the noobs. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every week without any kind of breaks right now and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 163, covering season 11, episode 5, The Tsurunga Conundrum. This is the one where the doctor and her companions blow up, fight a black hole, give birth, pilot a ship with their mind, make up some diseases, and defend CERN with not phasers. They're stasers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely different. Make up some diseases? Yeah, the, like, pilot's heart and the other one. Those are, like, Oh, yeah, like, court, what was it? Cordon fever fever. or something. I mean, it's always made up. You always gotta have space diseases. Space disease, obviously. Space flu and (laughs) stuff. S- space uh, heart. Space heart. What was it called? Pilot's, Pilot's heart? heart? They didn't even really even describe what that was. Nope. She okay. said something about Apparently. adrenaline around her heart. Ah. Which sounds oh, like yeah, a load of bullcrap. So. You mean science fiction? <laughs> Anyways, this is story number 281, originally airing November 4th, 2018, to 7.76 million viewers. So we're down a little bit. I, I Just last week, I was like, 8 million, guys. That's where we're going to settle in. Nope. Uh, this was written by Chris Chibnall and directed by Jennifer. It's either, it's not Poirot. <laughs> Could be. Poirot. Perrot? Perrot. 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 I don't know. P-E-R-R-O-T-T. Which she probably said her whole life. Uh, she did this one and Kerblam, which is in a couple freaky of weeks. Face robot. It's oh, a robot. Yeah. It's a robot. It's but on Amazon Prime, you can't really tell. So it just looks like a guy with really white <laughs> eyes. Like what in the world? Um, under miscellaneous trivia, this was this was kind of interesting. The the you know written by credit here goes to Chris Chibnall, and that is because Tim Price was no longer in the writers' room when they finally got around to writing this episode. However, he was early on in series 11 and he is the guy who came up with the name for the Pating. Mm-hmm. So Corbin, that's why Corbin said in our and pre- that's why pre-show he got fired. Uh, uh, mic check. Why did they call it a Pating? Um, but at any rate, uh, he came up with the name. The, 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 the writing staff was so impressed with the name, which I'm like, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I need to. I need to read like a full article <laughs> about that, or hear the DVD commentary, or where, wherever the Wikia got these notes from. But um, so he came up with the name, and I'm not sure. It the Wikia said that he came up with the name and the creature, but so then like elsewhere it, does it just sounded like it was the name. So he just said the word "pating," and they went brilliant. We'll write a whole episode around it. Yeah, so he created the creature. So he is actually credited at the end of the episode as the creator of the Pating. Remember how we've talked before about, uh, oh gosh, now I can't think of the name. Whovians out there are going to murder me. The guy who created the Daleks and how he is credited as creator of the Daleks yeah. in, in the episodes where, the, where they appear uh, because of like the way the rights all settled out. So this is the, the first time um, where this happened right away, right? <laughs> so the whole crediting that that guy as the creator of the Daleks, that came much, much later. This is the first time where in the 
I love the way Kia said in the first episode of uh, showing this character, and I'm like, <laughs> and, and thus far only, but <laughs> we've got a future proof of the the, uh, the article. So, um, at any rate, so Chibnall ended up writing the actual episode, but Tim Price still got the credit for creating the Pating. So now I am, like I said, I'm very curious how much of the creature did he create, and then therefore how much of the of the episode you know, was like already laid. All of the foundation was already laid or was it just like, hey, wouldn't it be neat if like there was a little thing that kind of looks cute, but it would murder Elijah and <laughs> eats everything? I mean, it can't possibly be Wait, that, he... that sounds kind of like Baby Yoda. No. He like eats a bunch of things oh, yeah. and he's kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> except for the murdering part, except for he picked up that one. He makes murder cute. Yeah. What now, Corbin? So, it can't possibly be though that he only made the name, right? Because... That sounds like a Marvel Comics sound effect, not like <laughs> the name of a character. Well, that's the thing. Again, the Wikia said that, you know, the staff loved his idea, thought his idea was amazing. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. It can't just be the word ping. Yeah. Which I did I did mention to the boys earlier that I think is funny that in an episode in an episode titled the Saranga Conundrum with a hmm. TS, the Creature of the week is the Pting. So that's fun. Mm. Uh the cast this week, I wanted to mention uh Mabley. Played by Lois Chimimba, she starred alongside Jodie Whittaker in an episode, uh, excuse me, not in an episode, in several episodes of a show called Trust Me, where if, if the cover art is telling me anything, it's that Jodie Whittaker played a doctor. <gasps> Whoa. And actually, yeah, now that I think back to reading the description of what the show was, I think she, she actually was a doctor. Or she was a, dro- was a doctor and got fired. I don't know, something. Yeah. So, guys, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by Pating. For all of your waste disposal and energy de- devouring needs. Pating. Why don't they buy put- Kerblamo? Yeah, why don't they put that thing on those trash planets they were on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Just let it. Well, there, presumably, there's the no energy there. It's all just scrap and junk. And- is he eating just freaking metal from the walls? I don't think it's yeah. limited to energy stuff. Well, I mean, no. that carries some kind of I energy. think he was eating, like, when he was eating the walls, it was. To get into where the energy was. Oh. That's what I thought. But he also doesn't eat people which have right. energy, which is Plus, a strange choice. True. Well, we're not very not energy that, dense. Yeah. yeah not, that's why that the Matrix is stupid. Like, not that dense, but like, if it's that or nothing. <laughs> Trip's head just swiveled 180 degrees. What? Yeah. The, whole, the whole idea behind the Matrix is that we're... Humanity has been enslaved. Hey, spoiler alert for the Matrix. The, <laughs> humanity has been enslaved as an energy source for oh, machines, yeah. and like the amount of energy output that that we produce, we don't. We don't. We're not energy. <laughs> we're not net positive on yeah, energy. Like a closed system, I think it's. Yeah, I mean, we radiate some heat, but it's not worth what you have to put in to get us to produce much that much heat. To eat That's what I'm like, saying. You know what's a better battery you know, than a person? A battery, a battery. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> a battery. Uh, so back to uh, back to Doctor Who. Uh, the checklist this week: name of the episode spoken in dialogue. No, no, because Saranga had nothing to do with the episode. Did they? Yeah, well, like we literally say were like Saranga. Yes, they did. Yeah, I remember the Doctor Just was like, like "Where time? do I know that name?" They said Saranga, and I was struggling to figure out how it was related to yeah. what we were doing for the entire. They episode. Just needed a cool name so that people would watch it. Yeah. Uh, but who doesn't want to watch the I told Saranga the boys wait until you get to the season finale because that one I'm still like right now if I had it pulled up in front of me I'd have a hard time <laughs> pronouncing it I <laughs> definitely can't remember it 
uh, the battle of <laughs> anyways uh, the creature of the week wait, was uh, how do you what, spell was, that, wait, what was the what was the creature of the week what was it oh, i wonder what it was oh right yeah. the pating um i did love that it was threat level chalice oh, yeah. which i immediately looked at the boys and i'm like threat level midnight anyway <laughs> uh, threat level chalice which is one above beetroot oh which Whoa. like wait oh huh? oh wow what because if like chalice beet chalices roots, and beetroots uh mm, yeah anyways if beetroots are like what was the um, super bad? What was the one that we encountered? I think with David Tennant, where he, they got a distress call, and it was like code beige or something, which he he said was like the worst one. Or <laughs> so like code red uh, on Earth is you know that's the worst. But code apparently, beige. like in internet in interplanetary galactic uh, semaphore or I whatever, mean, it makes sense because beige is the worst color. Yeah, because well, nobody likes beige. I mean, what about all mauve? those all those Anyways. people who like beige? So threat level chalice, threat level beetroot. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, okay, what did you guys think of the Pating, like, on screen? What did you think of it? Uh, mm. It looked okay. Okay? I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Nice. I mean, it looked fine. I mean, it looked better it than looked, Dr. Lazarus. And looks like a weird... <laughs> That's like a decade ago. I, the I the low water mark would be sad <laughs> if it looked worse than that. <laughs> it would, yeah. Um, again, just in terms of the production level going up, I remember thinking, man, they built a lot of interior set oh, yeah. to use once. Like, I hope yeah. that that was a reuse of like Red Dwarf or some, you know, some other sci-fi show, you know, had this stage laying around and everything because, man, that was, that was a lot going on there. But I do feel like the Pating is kind of too powerful, don't you think? It, like, breaks this universe. Because, like... I kind of, yeah. Why yeah. have wars? You just throw a Pating at your <laughs> opponent. And it's like, they can't do Yeah, but you anything. can't you can't even capture it long enough to drop it on your enemies, according to the thing. Which, of course, our intrepid heroes immediately overcame with Wait, a blanket. Yeah, right? B- whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Surely, if you were trying, you could utilize this thing. Clearly, they defeated it without actually that much issue. It kind of seemed really yeah. easy. Yeah. It's like grab a blanket, soccer a ball, kick like it, the enti- throw it out the on entire, airlock after uh, feeding it a bomb. Power arc of the Borg condensed into one episode. <laughs> yeah, but like, what did they say about it? It's like indestructible, mm-hmm. poisonous, killable. Yep. Will eat anything, anything except. Yep. Except for living things. Which, again, then I was like, put it in a meat cage or something. And <gasps> then it, like, <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. But, like, if put all it, it takes is a cardboard is, box like made we're, of meat. We were watching Terminator Genesis. Fight me. It's a good movie. And uh, Trip said, um, you know, something about, you know, the Terminator couldn't go with them through the, through the time machine because his arm was exposed. And Trip was like, so just encase it in flesh? And I was like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> And now Corbin's like, just put it in a meat cage. (laughs) Feed it to a cow. Are we talking like beef jerk? Feed it to a cow. (laughs) Feed it to a cow. Why didn't they ever think of that? (laughs) Why not? Or just keep a grenade on your ship and throw it in his mouth. uh, Yeah, every every now and then. Yeah, just drop a little little grenade in his mouth. All right, so the, uh, the TARDIS. Not seen in the whole episode. Yeah. We, no, we did. When? We saw it on the planet, did we not? No. No. By the time we saw them, they were it already opened wandering opened up with a shot of the TARDIS and pulled down to where they were standing at. Did it? I don't remember. That's what I thought. 
I don't remember that it, at all. It like started off, it showed I mean, like a it, junkyard with a TARDIS sitting on the junk and pulled down over to where. Are you sure? I really over don't to where think they that's were. what happened. It was just them. I mean, it would make sense because there was nothing in the Wikia about this being one of the few episodes where it didn't appear. What were they searching for? Why were they on that junk. planet? Yeah, she, uh, something. power couplings or, or something. Yeah. Remember she goes, you know, there's a bunch of these laying around and, and like lifted up some, you know, random, uh, you know, gizmo gadget. Merbomber. Gizmo gadget. Gizmo gadget. I just, I feel like I don't understand why they were there. Other than. So we can have the story? Yeah. For well, the there's, I mean. The that is the worst excuse <laughs> Corbin is, ever. Corbin is definitely tired of that excuse. I have heard that so many times. If it wasn't like that, the story wouldn't exist. Write a better story. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's called the inciting incident, Corbin. Have better if it weren't for the inciting incident, there wouldn't be an incident which had been incited. Why don't you just like blow up their spaceship and have it land on this thing? Or like have them land on the ship. Uh, Why did they boring. need to get taken away? Let's have them looking for power. I mean, there's there's companies. any number, yeah. There's any number of, of of ways that they can begin an episode, and and this is like as close to a cold open as we're apparently going to get. Mm. And I am looking at it right now, and I'll be danged. It's right in the middle of the shot. It's in the mi- it's yeah. in the middle of a scrap heap. It's not like a close up. It is off in the distance. So you're right. So it does it does technically appear in the episode, but it is. Way out. Okay, so now they I gotta, never even touch. Here, I'm gonna put barely seeing, barely seeing, because they didn't. We didn't ever see him get back to it. Um, yeah. you How know. does this episode end? I complete. They like do a seance and then, but it's what? over. A seance. They threw him An out the encampment airlock. Is what they call it. Yeah. That yes. Seance. Same thing. Yeah. No, they they finished. Yeah, they when they finished that, the credits rolled. That was that was it. So they they never actually even got off the ship. Yeah. In so the is mentioned like once and, and that is it and see it i am angry that they would name it the saranga conundrum when is that it, has, so is the conundrum the fact that they were gonna if get they blown up? if there's a pating on board they're gonna get blown like, up like, but if they don't say there's a pating on board they're gonna get blown up and that's the conundrum i don't like I feel like the pating didn't really need to be in this episode because they already established what we're not getting back to the tardis so they were going to be on the ship for the whole episode, and they could have just told, like, this story something. Half of the episode couldn't have happened if the Pating weren't there. Maybe. The guy wouldn't have died. Corbin's just saying you could have had a neat episode getting to know the the, the neuro pilot and the pregnant dude and, like, been mm-hmm. done with it, but... Yeah, I mean that would be like called it an episode of Friends. I guarantee They're you. They're cutting that, away I from the action. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If that was the episode, you'd be like, oh, nothing happened on this episode. Three out of ten uh, sucky episodes. I just... (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're cutting away from the pating for several minutes to like, let's go give birth to a baby and have this woman talk with her android. You need the pating so that people will actually watch the episode. It's the the frame story. The other stuff is so that... You're not just watching a dude eat a ship for two and so a half So I guess hours. we can skip over the overall impressions once we get there. Of these <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, under the Sonic, we had Sonic Mines, which apparently, uh, what does Jumbles it do? It organs? essentially liquefies your, <laughs> not liquefies, what did it do to the, your organs? It disrupts know, your, your organs while discombobulating your, your outwards or whatever. And like, just, holy cow, that sounds terrible. 
We never figured out why that doctor freaked out after looking at the doctor. He like like what? she she was having pain for like half the episode. And right. the doctor looked at something and was like, "Oh my gosh." And then probably the two hearts. Two hearts? Maybe, but but they never referenced They it. never settled that. And the fact that she's like in pain implies to me that like he screwed up the operation because he wasn't expecting a Time Lord. We get it. Yeah, Corbin step. said, oh, did, did they stitch her back together wrong or something like that? Yeah, but then it, like, never comes up. We come back next episode, and she's, like, I, has a chunk, like, decaying <laughs> of her body. Or I something. mean, all I can assume is her it's going to be in the next episode, but yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't think weird. it will. I just think they needed I a really reason for her to be slightly crippled. Slightly crippled? It so that did she nothing run to around. deter her. Be, because we're not going to remember to circle back around to this, I'll go ahead and let you know, no, no. there's there, there's not a thing about this Is it solely so that the one guy goes left and the other person goes right and he gets blown out an airlock? Yes. Is that the only reason that... What do you, what do you mean? What does her being in pain have to do with him splitting if, up? Because remember, if he's she, like, you're incapacitated. Yeah, so you've if gotta, she wasn't hurt, she would have oh, yeah. gone. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. That is... How do you think stories work? Yeah. I just... You need a reason. I want you to. I want you to. Everything. I want you to start writing stories. I really, really do. They totally. Because I am desperate. I am desperate. Direction. I am. I am desperate. It's like I'm desperate. You go left. Know. I go right. Okay. Blown out of nowhere. I'm desperate to know what a exactly story looks same. like when it comes out of your head. There is no need for her to be all injured. So like. what you're saying is there's no need for anybody to ever write stories at any point <laughs> at any time because they can all just be I don't wished how away. You can possibly get that from what I've said. You're saying there's no, 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 no reason because, this episode should have happened because right. they could have started right. it differently. Cause, cause, and then they could have not had any because danger. You've, you've repeatedly had problems with the inciting incidents of multiple, like this show, other movies we've watched, entire novels. I mean, like, I mostly um, <laughs> understand why stuff happened in this episode, but they put a lot of attention on her being injured. And if it really was just so that the one guy would go left and get blown is. out an airlock, I feel like they didn't need... To focus on it that much. They weren't focusing on it. They literally could have just picked a direction at random and then say, oh, that guy got blown out the airlock. There's no... They didn't have to justify it with her being hurt for, like, the first half of the episode. I feel I mean, like... maybe she was just injured. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she's a little I think squishy. It was Anyways, Astos, speaking of uh, of that guy, Astos tried to block the Sonic with his hand. Did y'all notice that? She, no. she went to point it at one of the like panels on oh, the yeah. wall to try and get a reading or something. And he literally put his hand in front of the Maybe crystal like on the an, Sonic. Oh, yeah, infrared remote or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My hand shall block the sound waves. The Sonic waves, if you will. Uh, and then the Sonic got eaten by the Pating. That was so funny. And then spit back up. Yeah, I was so sad about that. I, I kind of wish so, that her Sonic got eaten. Why? You <laughs> so don't like her Sonic? <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with her Sonic, but it would have been funny if her Sonic. Oh, got I got, eaten. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I okay. So the pro the problem I had with it eating the Sonic, sucking the energy out of it, and then spitting it, spitting it out like a watermelon seed, is that later on in the episode the Sonic was working again. Oh. She said something about rebooting or whatever. Oh, did she? Is. Yeah. But how does that she work? She said, oh, because wow, self-reboot, self-rebooting or something. Is that what she said? Yeah. I oh. just, I'm, I completely missed that part. <laughs> if my computer dies, <laughs> it won't, you just reboot it. Once the battery dies, you just reboot just it. turn it off and, and back on And if you again. get a really good one, it self-reboots. Self-reboots. Yeah. And then you have, have 100% battery. Power again. comes from nowhere. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, w- yeah, without like plugging it back into the TARDIS or at least like, you know, holding it up to the wall and I'm, oh, I'm going to siphon some energy, you know, some, some spacey, wacy bull crap. It was just like, oh, it has energy again. And grab I, the I missed, ping and like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stick it in its ear and suck some energy back out. <laughs> Anyways, um, Corbin, did you have notes about that? Oh, I was just wondering, it like completely consumes everything else. Right. Except for the, Except sonic. For the sonic. And there's nothing Obviously. special about the Sonic. It's, it's alien. built out of scrap material from <laughs> Earth. Like, there's no reason it shouldn't have just devoured that as well. But it's because we need Maybe sonic because back. the Sonic is psychic, it just knew to dump the energy so that it would spit it back out. But why That's would it not spit how that it works. back out? It's still not how that works. <laughs> what did Trip say? Plot. <laughs> Wait, what was that? What, what was that? Oh, that was that was also that was in, in, the in the Terminator movie. Yeah, like yeah. what is holding that bus on the edge of that bridge? And Trip whips around and goes, plot. You know, okay. <laughs> while we're talking about Genesis, we're not, just, we're not, no, we're not. Matt we're not, Smith was in that movie. Oh, oh for yeah. so little time. I oh, that I'm was so, so sad about that. Matt Smith was in that movie for so little time that I didn't notice it the first time I watched really? it. Really. Oh wow! Dad and I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm yeah. I had seen probably all of Matt Smith's time on Doctor Who. Well, no, 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 no. That was that movie came out in 2015, but I don't think I saw it for at least a year or two. So I saw it 2016, 2017. So I had probably seen all oh, of Matt, Matt Smith's run. Oh wow! And literally, you oh, guys wow. were like freaking out, and I was so busy watching. Like the foreground, I didn't notice the like pause and zoom in on Matt Smith's face yeah. as like random, you know, uh, rebellion soldier number six. I didn't mm. even notice him. And y'all were like, <gasps> and I'm like, what? And Trip goes, was that Matt Smith? And I was like, no, that wasn't Matt Smith. Oh my gosh, it was Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> like I did not even notice no him. Trip. So anyways, Terminator. He has the same haircut. Term- <laughs> oh, what? Oh, it is. <laughs> so anyways, tr- oh, rocking a, uh, an American accent too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if y'all caught that. Not that you could hardly tell because <laughs> he barely speaks Because he the said movie. in his seven words that he said throughout the entire course of the movie. So yeah, Terminator Genesis, Matt Smith cameo, which it's hard to say cameo when it turns out he is Skynet. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, again, for a six-year-old movie. Jibberty Jabberty, Eve Cicero is mentioned in the Book of Celebrants for her part in defeating the army of the Eons in the Battle of the Underkind. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that was yeah. some jibberty oh, jabbery. So is the that, doctor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say she has a whole. It was more of a, of a volume oh, yeah. chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to uh, not to drop names or you know toot her own horn. Yes, Corbin. I just I don't you like the, the doctor. I on you like we're in class. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. yes, Corbin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for raising your hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you may not go to the bathroom. Gosh, I hate teachers. I don't know. Can you? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Hill. Too many inside jokes. But um, I thought she like deleted her name from all of history and crap like that. Oh, no. Why does she have an entire that, volume no, of that, this book? She, that was she has that. just done that. Yeah, after. Also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had it was something whole, 12 did at some point. Yeah, yeah. She, she had a whole book written on her, but she deleted it. So Something, whatever. But it's not just that lady either because like the doctor... <laughs> What? The medical officer who was oh. on board the ship um, asked who she was. She was like, I'm the doctor. And he, like, recognized her. And you're like, why does... That should be wait, what happened. Wait, what? 
She that went, was the oh. feeling I got. No, he, he went, oh, and then suddenly started letting her. No, 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 no. Are you, are you, you're talking about Astos. Yeah. yeah. The medical guy. No, no, no. She said, I'm the doctor. And he said, are you kidding? Not like, oh my gosh, it's Tom Cruise. Are you kidding? Uh, like, are you kidding right now? Like we're having this whole conversation about who's in charge and what's going on on this medical transport ship. And he says, who are you? And she says, well, I'm the doctor. And he's like, are you joking right now? Yeah. And she wow. was, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I actually had that later. He says, are you joking right now? Are you joking? And she goes, eh, sometimes, but not right now. Not about this. Yeah. No, it was, it was Cicero was, that recognized her. I thought he was mm. going like, oh, well in that case, I'll show yeah, no. you everything. Cause no, then no, no, no. He, started- he was like, are you joking? Like saying you're the doctor? Cause clearly oh. I'm the doctor in this, in this, in this relationship, I'm the medical professional. You're not. That's what you're saying. And then she said she has like 12 doctors. Corbin looks skeptical. I'm just, I'm thinking about the fact that in the first episode, there was a guy who recognized the doctor that like, what? remember Clive, the conspiracy theorist? Oh, I thought you meant. He oh. had put together the fact that the doctor was all over the place. Right. Meanwhile, there are. Just the ninth doctor. Though. There are like people throughout the universe who know of his exploits or, well, who should know of it. But right. it's like no one ever recognizes him unless they've met him her personally it's weird um no i mean you're making a lot of generalizations that i would say like sometimes people know who the doctor is and sometimes they don't yeah which you know but they always end up dying it always feels like if they know (laughs) sometimes sometimes i'll walk into a room and there's people there that know me (laughs) usually no (laughs) it just feels like sometimes there is someone who recognizes the doctor, but it's always like they've met before. It very rarely feels like someone who knows the doctor because they've heard of the millions of times he's saved millions of lives, you know? Like, he's done so much, and no one ever recognizes So I'm confused, because it sounds like you're both angry that everyone doesn't know him. And that And that did. some people do. No, I'm just saying... If anyone ever recognizes him, it's because they've met before. It never feels like someone recognizes the doctor because of what he's done. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't like that one girl who died (laughs) (laughs) on a staircase. That one girl who died in Doctor Who? Right, okay. Yeah. That narrows it down. Who are you talking about? Quite a lot. I don't know. One girl was like, oh, I know you as she was dying. The one that sewed the thing for River? What? Huh? Okay. No. Yeah, no. no. It was some random soldier, and he went yeah, up to her. The one who like, sewed the thing she with River's thing name on River. it. Oh, yeah, I guess so then. The only water in the forest is River. Yeah, yeah I don't remember her giving him that. Anyways, I just remember that she died. She met him. Yeah. Because he said, yeah, I remember oh. you. Oh, boy, didn't we run. And then, actually, he didn't remember. I was going to say. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure, Corbin. I, I think you're, I think you're, it sounds like, it sounds like you're saying, that you're both upset that not everyone knows him and that, and some, that people some people do. know him. I don't understand how that's what it sounds like I'm saying, but... I don't understand what you're saying either way. I'm saying you would think well, for I, someone okay. who's done as much as but again, he has. But again, there there have been times, and, and yes, I, I can't pull up an, an example right now, but there have been times where people have known him or her by reputation. That's It's happened here and there. Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. Usually it is... From personal encounter, it's but, just. But I'll also say she the, needs all to say time and space. Okay, it just needs to be that she can say she's in charge, and then everybody questions her, and then she turns out being right. 
This is true. Um, all of time and space is a big place. Yeah, but it's she also saved like, it twice. Many times, <laughs> this show acts like a the season. Doctor is the most important person in the universe. I mean, she is because, like, the whole like, universe literally. But then other, but then other times, nobody knows who yeah, they are. Who they are? Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I get that. I get that. Mm. So you're saying that there's inconsistencies in the show. Oh, <gasps> amazing. I know, but like, <laughs> because, because we've also discussed how the whole planet was stolen by aliens and then Graham's Nobody like, knows aliens, we don't are. believe in aliens here in Sheffield. Only dummies believe in aliens. Yeah. Even though there's an alien right in front of him. Uh, yeah. Talking about the other alien that's in the, <laughs> that's in the train with him. Hey, uh, other stuff we noticed. How much would you have to eat to gestate a baby in a week? A you would have to eat so much to build a human in a week. So much. I did like just that he showed... sit down on a couch and like scarf <clears throat> down like 20 hamburgers. I don't know. It'd be like all you could do for a week is just sit and eat and build baby. Which, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> just like, eating and bring no me more food. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that they, that they really explore that idea by uh-huh. having him s- show the pictures of like, here's the baby in the first three hours. Instead of being like the first trimester, yeah. you know, and here's at 20 weeks and here's at 24 weeks. He's like, here's at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah, halfway through the week. And then uh, a couple hours ago, um, I thought yeah. that was great. Uh, so we, I looked up to satisfy Corbin's curiosity and, and my own, as soon as he asked the question, the shortest gestational period that we're aware of is the Virginian possum at 12 days, which that is surprisingly similar to yeah. Yeah. this. Was it one week or two weeks? It was, it was one, one week. week. One week, yeah. Which I'm like, that number seems crazy. Not just because like it's so much shorter than ours, but because it seems like you can't make a being that fast, you know? But <laughs> to, to see something... I mean, again, just like the sheer number of calories. Because again, you know, we've talked in, about how uh, sci- one of the things that science fiction always gets wrong is like the conservation of mass and energy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Where like, if you have, okay, like Wolverine can regenerate, you know? So, how? You, so huh? yeah. how? He just takes, well, how? He but just like, takes water vapor from the air. Right. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. forms his exactly. whole arm. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Because I'm like, okay, he blew his arm off and it just grew back exactly as it was in like 90 seconds. And I'm like, where did it pull that from? Yeah, like, did like, it? So, is he missing his liver now because he needed the biomass in order to create bone and like <laughs> biceps and and triceps and all of that kind of stuff to build out an entire arm? Like, that's a lot of matter. That's a lot of mass. <laughs> and so, to create a human being within you, uh, the the other time that that uh, movies get this wrong is when you have the rapidly aging cre- character slash creature, yeah. right? Where it goes from you know, newborn to full grown in a couple of days. It's like, again, did it just sit and eat for seven days in order to gain that much mass? And, and, you know, cause you're not only take for every pound you take in, you're also eliminating waste. So to, to take on enough to make a human being in seven days, that'd be so much food. Yeah. And now I'm trying to figure out what do possums do for those 12 days? <laughs> Barely. Now, the, the longest gestational period that we're aware of is the Indian elephant at 22 months. That's crazy. Can you imagine, ladies out there, being pregnant for two years? <laughs> it's just bananas. I mean, it's also an elephant, so like... Yeah, but... It, it's like the size of What's your car. Mean? Yeah. 
How do <laughs> how the crap do like blue whales give birth faster than elephants? That seems insane. They don't. <laughs> what do you they mean they don't? don't? Now I'm curious birth. if 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 the animal's size, if there's a correlation between size and gestational period. Probably. I would imagine because it probably doesn't take as much to build a possum as an elephant. Yeah. So yeah, like that one, the size of your car. I'm curious. Uh, the 60, 67th, easy for me to say, the 67th century is a bit tricky in the middle, but it works out by the end. Whew. Oh, wait, what? Like, uh, spoilers, doctor. Um, that's kind of interesting. And then, uh, the, uh, what's the guy's name? Yoss decides to name his baby after the great uh, Earth superhero, Avocado Pear. Oh, hmm? yeah. What? What lack of It should have been Avocado happened? Toast. No. That would have been kind That would have been hilarious. <laughs> um, no. Okay, so a couple of things. One, from an in-universe standpoint, or no, 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 I'm sorry, from a production level, is there a gag I'm missing here? Is avocado pear no, I've never heard similar to some it. other superhero that we actually have on Earth that they would have been referencing in 2018? Or nope, I've literally never heard those two in the same sentence. None of this makes okay. any sense. The other thing is, from a cr- creative standpoint, I like that you took like two random Earth words and mashed them together to try and come up with a name. However, um, having them both be food is weird yeah. to me. Avocado, avocado lion. What the? Oh, weird. yeah. If it was like avocado aluminum foil, what? What do you got, Carter? <laughs> uh, so avocados can actually be called avocado pears, or oh. my favorite version, alligator pear. I will forever refer to alligator pears as alligator. I mean, it kind of because yeah, they're bumpy and like, green. Yeah, it looks like an alligator. So yeah. an avocado pear is just another name for an avocado? Yes, apparently. Oh, I'm glad you looked Maybe that up because all of our it... UK listeners are going, stupid, stupid. Yankees. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, <laughs> I guess they call it avocado pear over avocado there. Avocado pear. Why would you? That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Is it P-E-A-R? That's how uh, the caption said, said it. There. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's why I wrote it. Yeah. See, I don't. Okay. Well, so then it's not two names. It's one name. Yeah, what avocado does avocado pear. mean? <laughs> I feel dumb Googling this, but like... Um, what's an avocado? I think you're going to be interested. Uh, you'll find the results fascinating if and, they are what I recall them being. Uh, let's see. In Aztec is a... Does it mean what I think it means? <laughs> yes. It, it means does. exactly what I think it yes. means? Uh, look it up on your own time. This is a family-friendly podcast. We're not going to say um, it. They grow in pairs. <laughs> they grow in, not in... Inside of pears, never eat pears, but they grow in sets of two and they hang from a tree. Yeah. Trips like furiously Googling (laughs) with one hand for some reason. (laughs) Why aren't you using both hands? Just look it up. Anyways, anyways, yeah, have fun looking that one up with safe search on. (laughs) Anyways, uh, who's who? Who is? I was like, I think I'm remembering that one right. And then Corbin's reaction told me everything I needed to know. Is that all? There are so many people. There are so many people right now driving down the road who can't Google it, and they're just Losing so furious at us right now. Yeah. They're just stewing. Yeah, there's there's one listener in particular who I know is walking around his neighborhood right now, going, "Why won't they just say it?" Anyways, <laughs> hey, uh, who's who? Uh, who is Ryan Sinclair? Ryan realizes he's the same age now that his dad was when he was born, and it makes his dad's actions make a little more sense to him. He's putting himself in Yaz's. Um, in Yaz's shoes or, or birthing gown and <laughs> saying like he, when, when he sees those pictures, he's like, dude, you're making 
like a human. That's totally that's epic. epic. Yeah, epic. Yeah, that's incredible, and all this kind of stuff. And and he hears the guy thinking of giving the child up for adoption, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, like, what if it were me in this position? And then he goes, wow, I'm about the age my dad was, and I can't imagine as hard as I'm freaking out right now about someone else having a baby. How hard was my dad freaking out when it was me? You know, uh, so I, I thought that was a I thought that was an interesting moment there where I love, by the way, I love the idea of Yoss like, uh, uh, volunteering them to be his doulas. He's like, you know, she's, she's great and all, but I need some men in the room. (laughs) It's so great. Uh, let's see. He, um, oh gosh. And then we get a little bit more of Ryan's just continually more and more tragic backstory. Just makes you want to cry. Every time you find out anything about Ryan Sinclair, he's the one who found his mom after she died of a sudden massive heart attack at the age of 13. Good grief, dude. Oh man. Sad Ryan. Uh, (laughs) okay. Speaking of, uh, I need some men in there. Graham and Ryan go, uh, 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 and look at each other. And then Graham says, yeah, uh, we're blokes, ain't we? (laughs) Like, yeah, we're, we're guys. We you need some guys British. in there? We're guys. I guess we're qualified. Let's go doula it up. We'll look away for the squeamish bits. <laughs> uh, who is Yasmin? I don't know. We didn't learn anything about her this episode. Yeah, no one cares about <laughs> she her. Was Wait. Ba- she was barely in this episode. Oh, this was no. this was a Graham and Ryan episode. So that's I her. think she was in like two scenes. I know. Like we learned more about the android that she was hanging out with in this episode yeah. than we did about her. Like I felt like there was a couple of lines where the writers went, hey, guys, don't forget Yaz is standing there. Like, Let's give her something to say. Like there was the bit where, um, oh, gosh, what was it? She she compared something on the ship to, oh, yeah, it's like a, a posh version of something that I, we have back on Earth. I can't remember what it was now. Of her like. Oh. Her, uh, her calm. police cameras. Oh, of her, her body oh, cam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a really posh version of her body cam. And like. The, Everybody the turns of to look line, at her. What the? Yeah. When did you get here? The contents of that line combined with the way she delivered them, which, you know, bless Mandip Gill's heart. How do you deliver that line without sounding like a complete rube? You know, she's like, oh, you know, kind of like the body cams that we have. I made a connecting point. I can relate. I'm totally with it, guys. I'm part of this. For yeah, sure. I'm definitely here. Don't forget about me. I'm definitely not in the makeup trailer just waiting for my scene. <laughs> Poor thing. So anyways, don't worry. We'll, we'll get plenty of, uh, of Yaz, uh, you know, uh, Yaz episodes. This is not one of them though. This was definitely a Ryan and, and Graham story. So who is the doctor? That's uh, a very common name. <laughs> easily, easily uh, mixed up with others. Very yeah. common name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she has an ecto spleen. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh. like that. Ghost crap. I was gonna say, anytime I hear oh, ecto yeah. anything, I think of two things: ectoplasm and ecto coolers. Yes, which was the high C drink based off of ectoplasm in the Ghostbusters slash the greatest thing you'll ever drink out of a uh, foil bag in grade school. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? High high C uh, was it high C or was it? Oh no, I'm thinking of Capri Sun. High C's were in the box. Uh-huh. Yes. Ecto coolers were yeah. were in the the bright yellow box. What what was that thinking? Um, I'm the doctor. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm the doctor. Are you kidding? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm kidding, but but not right now. Not about this. She does not like being told what to do yeah, by, by Astos. She's like, I, and she literally says, "I really don't like being told what to do." But like, she's in so much pain 
that she's just gotta gotta go along with it. So she apparently is a doctor of medicine, science, candy floss, Lego, philosophy, music, problems, people, hope, mostly hope. I feel like she's just started making up crap. Yeah. At a certain yeah. point. Like I'm a doctor like, of hope. Uh, wasn't like the candy floss and Lego were funny because we learned once before that uh they're also a doctor of, of cheese, cheese making. Cheese, yeah. yeah. Or was it cheese? She's making just or just cheese. cheese? Doctor of cheese? I think she made up all of her doctors and she doesn't have any doctor. <laughs> Probably not. But then she's like, philosophy, music, like, uh, okay, sure, why not? Problems, people, hope. Okay, now we're just saying words. Um, Yeah, yeah, anyways. But um, like I said, she definitely is the doctor of hope because later on she talks about people prevail, hope prevails. And she was fascinated by that particle accelerator. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word. I thought she was going to like, just Hug drift it. off. Yeah, yeah. It was like wrap her arms around. Oh, cuddle. Um, <laughs> that good was grief. She was like standing there, like writing poetry in awe of this of this piece of technology. Which, like, why? Which is like yeah. this episode of Doctor Who is brought to you by CERN. Yeah, um, like, right. we need more funding. <laughs> so, know how much the doctor likes particle accelerators? You can join in the fun too. But I mean, like, she has so much fancy technology. I, Surely she has a particle accelerator She's fascinated like, in her by pocket. The funny thing. It's on her smartphone now. Like, why does she care <laughs> so much? About well, I mean, like, just because we have technology doesn't mean we, we can't be fascinated by yeah. technology. Yeah, like when I look at an old car, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. When you right, look at yeah. stone tools, are you fascinated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, are you not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, are. like the old I mean, pots and okay, stuff. This is kind of why we have museums. <laughs> Yeah, because we like to go look at old crap and see the way things used to be, and that's why we go to places like the 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 um mm-hmm. yeah the 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 place in North Carolina the Biltmore that's the one jeez man I was thinking Maymont not but not Maymont the big one and I'm like Baymont that's not right Bilford Benford. Benford Tools. This is why we go see Benford Tools. Anyways, guys, News in the Whovian is actually brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do and you want to do, here's what you do. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Just click on something that looks interesting and fun. Drop a little bit of coin on somebody who cares. Yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's hear the classic Who connections. Jared, lay some knowledge on us. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for the Saranga Conundrum. Say that ten times fast. All right, it's going to be a quick one this time. Uh, We just have a couple of connections. Uh, This isn't the first time that the Doctor has lost the TARDIS. We had it, uh, the first Doctor, the second Doctor. I mean, uh, there's a full list you can see on the TARDIS wikia, uh, but... You know, that that's a, I mean, it happened in Classic Who's, it happened in New Who. It's it's just, it's a plot point that they go back to because, of course, it creates more problems for them to overcome. So, uh, there you go. Not the first time the TARDIS, the, the Doctor has lost the TARDIS. And it's also not the first time that the Doctor noticed that they were on a ship by the vibrations uh, that instead of being on a planet. Uh, when they ended up on the Ark in space, which you remember was a human colonization ship that was going through space in Classic Classic Who. Uh, I think that was the first time uh, that they noticed that. I, I, you know, aside from watching through all of Classic Who looking for it, that's the earliest one I remember. And that's pretty early. That's the uh, first 
No, that's the second doctor there. So uh, anyway, so he's noticed, uh, or the doctor has noticed that uh, the he she uh, has noticed that the, um, the you know before that they're on a ship because of the vibrations. So that's all I got. Like I said, it's a quick one. Uh, so I enjoyed this one. Uh, the, not the, it was okay. It, it was a it was a decent story. I thought it. Um, it was just sort of a, a bit of a sidetrack, you know, just just uh, just one of those. I guess I think maybe you could call it a bottle episode if if I'm got those terms right. You guys seem to know those so well, uh, but anyway, um, so I think it was a nice little uh, uh, story in and of itself. Nothing special. Just in, enjoyed watching it. So I'm giving it seven out of seven point five out of ten books of celebrants, and just a little bit of creep factor in it. So I'm giving it seventy five creep levels. So that's all I got. Thanks to Tardis and the Tardis Wikia for the help with the Classic Who Connections, and thanks to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, thanks, Jared. That brings us down to our overall impressions. Uh, overall rating out of 10 something or others. Corbin, why don't you go first? Because normally I call on trip first. <laughs> Curveball. Curveball. I know I uh, have been like, Oh, why did all these things happen? But I think it wasn't like detrimental to the episode. It was still, it was still an okay episode. I I liked the Pating, even. I thought the Pating was cool. Yeah, even though he didn't really have to be there, I think it was fun that he was. He was just kind of there, causing (laughs) mayhem throughout most of the episode. So I'm gonna say seven and a half uh, Patings. It's still the easy one. I was going to do that. And then, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go. Um, so here's the thing. When I watched this, when I rewatched it a couple months ago, this was one where as I was coming up on it, I was like, nah, I don't think I really liked that one all that much. I don't know. And then I watched it and I was like, I got it at the end. I was mm. like, that was great. Pretty good. What was, what was my problem? And then this time I settled in going, oh man, I remember enjoying this one. It went, Uh, (laughs) it must be so middle of the line that whatever your expectations are (laughs) the rubber band snaps you back to center is what it is like i'm pulling in the direction of this is crap swing no no it was good bong and you go out the other (laughs) direction so um but yeah overall i I do think it was a good it wasn't bad this time i just didn't enjoy it as much this time as i did the second time which is weird um (laughs) so at any rate i'm gonna go um two out of ten Eight pilot hearts. Pilot. Oh yeah. Pilots eight out of hearts. ten pilot hearts. Trip. Um, I think I agree with you. Just like a eight out of ten. Uh, cool ways to fly. I do like the like cool ways to fly. You know how they were like standing up and oh, the, had, just like, the whole the neuro weird, pilot like, interface. Oh. Yeah, like the the hand thingies and then yeah, like, I thought you were talking about the patine rocketing itself through space. I mean, that oh, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> okay, all right. My favorite thing of the about the patine was when it got ejected. But it was just like, happy belly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the look on that thing's face. Because we've seen it going like, bah, 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 the whole episode. Or kind of looking like blank faced, curious, you know. But then all of a sudden it was just like, hey. You know, it's like that look that Tucker gets right before he drops off. What? <laughs> <laughs> drops off. To sleep. Drops to off sleep. to sleep. Okay. No, like, drops yeah. off the balcony, you know, like he does. <laughs> Anyways, uh, creep level out of 500 creep levels. What do you guys think? Two. Okay. Two? Yeah, there was nothing here. There okay. was just... You don't think uh, the pating was at all creepy? 
It's kind of too cute to be creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hang, when was this episode? Was re- 2018? November? I can't speak. So definitely before Baby Yoda. So it kind of felt like that was what they were going for, but uh, definitely before. Baby I don't think that was at all what they were going for. If Baby well, Yoda had been it around. Exist. Yeah. If Baby Yoda had been around, that is 100% what they were going for. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, this episode taps into my fear of space. What? What? Getting rocketed out into space? This is new territory. What? I Floating through space is like the worst way to go out, I think. Like yeah. in a ship or like... Yes, in a like, ship and a space Or in a suit. suit. Either yeah. one of those. If you're floating in space, you're like 100% dead. So you just have to like sit there until you suffocate to death thinking about your imminent demise. <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> I hate it a lot. There's uh there's been a couple of movies and or TV shows that we've watched over the years where whether it be the good guy or the bad guy or somebody uh gets blown off of the surface of the asteroid or knocked yeah. out of the spaceship or whatever in a suit and they just go tumbling out to the vanishing point where you can no longer see them and it's one of those things where it's the limitation of a movie, right? Cuz you're telling you're telling a story. So you can't tell every story, but my mind always goes with that person as they, as you're saying, tumble off uh, into oblivion because at a certain point, shoot me? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like at a certain point they're tumbling off and they're, like I said, past the vanishing point. We can't see them anymore, which means they can't see the movie stuff anymore. The asteroid, the planet, whatever. At a certain the point, film crew, they're beyond wait. that. And they are usually tumbling. And because yeah. there's no friction out there, they will never stop tumbling. So the rest of their life, short as it may be, is going to be tumbling end over end with, you know, if there's a reference point of any kind, just that whipping past their vision every every couple of seconds. And yes, contemplating the fact that this is how they're going to spend the rest of their life, which is going to be, what, a couple of days seconds. before they die yeah. of thirst. Imagine the existentialness of the start of Endgame, but if like, Tony Stark had actually died. That would be what dying in space. You don't remember the start of Endgame where they're stuck on the ship floating. Yeah, and he's oh, like, yeah. two days from now the food runs out. Three yep. days after that the the air runs out or whatever. Like, I honestly I think that's not that's terrible. That's not. But worse, I think the though. tumbling away into space is even worse. Well, yeah, like Especially. in the in the spacesuit because then you're just like yeah, you like, you okay. have nothing. I have seven hours of oxygen left. Right. Yeah. 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 Huh. Mm, and you can watch it do the count. So that brings yeah. the creep level to uh, mm, uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually thinking about. It. I guess like one fifty. Okay. Because I hate the thought of being stranded in space. Um, I'm gonna go just seventy five because there was that period of time before we saw the pating where you're like, we just oh, we get to it? hear how horrible it is, and I guess oh even God. then we did see a picture of it. But yeah. there was a period of time where something's on the ship and we don't know what it is. You know, and is it going to be horrible tentacles everywhere and everything? It's kind of a like, letdown. Oh, it's a cute little thing that will destroy you. Yes. Um, all right, so that brings us down to theories. Will they or won't they? Trip thought Ryan was telling Yaz all the stuff about his parents because he likes her. <laughs> you got to say something. They can't see you. Not they can't hear your head rattle. Three years of podcasting experience. <laughs> well, yeah. Head rattle. <laughs> yeah, that... That's all there is to it. And she was like, you basically it's summed it up. It's a statement. 
I so mean, I should like, just let you read that part. I guess. I mean, <laughs> boys open up to girls when they trust them. Trip Can you only the trust expert. girls you have a crush on? Or that you're like good friends with. Yeah, but the whole that mm. yeah, but that's the point. Is are they friends or are They're they- definitely not friends cuz they said that they're not friends. I mean that they're that they are friends. What? <laughs> but they all had but they both had that look where they knew. Wait, both breaking knew. my brain right okay. now. What so, you said was they definitely aren't friends because they said they aren't. I mean they said they are. So what okay. did you mean so to say? So they said that they're friends. That means right. they're not. They're more oh, than friends. They're this denying. is years of movie experience telling Trip how relationships work. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so any changes on y'all's theories? Mm. Corbin's, uh, Corbin is sticking uh. vaguely with I hope not, but probably. <laughs> Trip says it'll take till the end of the season. Yeah. And they'll they'll finally Okay, all right. So let's let's mm. let me press you guys a little bit harder on it then. So Trip, you think by the end of the season they're going to what? They're going to both. Profess their love for each other. They're going to hold hands. They're going yeah. to wink at each other and walk off into the sunset. What? what what's it? Gonna, what's it going to be? They're going to get married. They're going to no. accidentally get married. Accident. Queen Elizabeth is going to perform the ceremony. Wait. It's going to be a double wedding with them and Queen Elizabeth and the tenth Doctor. Yeah. Wait. Hold. Um. I don't know. The end point is they both know that the other person likes them. Okay. So that's I as don't far know as, how that that's as far as you're willing. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna okay. Is it gonna be that they're gonna profess their love for each other because they think they're about to die? Could totally be that. It, they haven't done that yet. It could be like a counter is like three, two, and they're both <laughs> I like I love you. They're both like And then the timer stops. <laughs> they they both say it and then it stops at like one second. It's like uh it's like um I hope I, I just hope it's not like Finn, where he's like, There's something I was always meaning to tell you, and then they Then he blows up or something. <laughs> I was thinking about that. That that was in my mind because I really dislike it. Look on your face, so I, much hatred. I really hate that plot so point. So much hate. <laughs> so much hate. You look like you genuinely wanted to throw a computer at me just for bringing it up. <laughs> I, I didn't want to mention it. That's so great. Well, guys, the game plan is next week we're heading on to episode six, Demons of the Punjab. This is oh. uh this is one of my this is one of my top ones for the season. I really like this one. I like you're this. gonna get to it and you're really gonna hate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. No, I loved it the first time I saw it. I liked it even more the second time yeah. I saw it. Um, so it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. So this this one was uh, this one was good. And um, uh, do you guys know what what's what it's talking about with uh, the Punjab? Nope. Punjab. Um, it is an area, I believe it's an area in uh, India. And so we're going to, you know, spoiler alert, if you, if you didn't know that, then you didn't know that this is going to be a Yaz episode because we're headed to India. Um, India, India, Pakistan. And like demons that. are aliens. I mean. Obviously. Obviously. Duh. <laughs> guys noobs in the hoobian is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside your senior producer is me austin reason your audio engineer is thing one i'm trip and the production editor is the other one i'm corbin special thanks to tardis.wikia.com for the trivia thanks to jared for his classic who connections and shout outs as always to victor jared and james for their ongoing patreon support you can find us at noobsinthehoobian.com where you can find links to our social media, our email, a big fat subscribe button. Make sure that you click on that, click on some stars, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the news. news. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. 
Goodbye. Be whip.